Hello, and welcome to Eyes and Vibes, the soccer podcast where we talk everything USMNT and sometimes more. I'm your host, Trevor Hickman, alongside my co-host and friend, Blake Woody. And boy, have we, the last few weeks, seen some good goals, some shushes from Americans, and a steady stream of raw American potential at this point. (laughs) (laughs) And I think before we take this leap to talk about it, I should probably ask, how's the start of your new year, Ben Blake? Trevor, my man, how's it going? Um, It's going good, Trevor. It's going good. You know, we're uh, just working and yeah, that's pretty much it, man. Days are just going by, just working. But like you said, man, I think perfect intro. I remember last time we were talking about a couple of weeks ago, it was like, uh, you know, this is it's probably as dead of a period as we can get for USMNT news. But wow, that changed quickly quickly didn't it these past few weeks man no <laughs> but, lie no yeah. lie. yeah how's exactly. how's your new year been it's been good yeah i mean uh, another rotation around the sun which is also what it feels like you know being on usmnt twitter on a daily basis literally you know, every day it's things rotation, things it? change quickly in this world <laughs> <laughs> but uh but no it's uh it's been good yeah i'm uh I'm going to be taking my uh, CFP, which is Certified Financial Planner, um, test, which will take me into next year. And uh, I had always promised, for those of you listening that don't know me that well, I'd always promised I'm never going back to school. I'm not doing it. No way. And of course, here I am going to be attending night school, which is uh, not not really the route that I expected to take. But uh, but much like some of the Americans abroad, the journey to get to the end goal sometimes isn't exactly straightforward. So with that, I think that's a perfect segue into some transfer rumors, some conversation around how players have performed. So the first one that I think we have to talk about when we talk about maybe an unconventional route back is the John Brooks transfer. What are your thoughts on that, Blake? Bro, I have to say first, Trevor, great transition there, man. Like, <laughs> good stuff. I really like that. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm, man. I'm in mid-season form at this point. Come on now. I like, there you go. Exactly, exactly. Um, but, man, Trevor, I like this move a lot. Um, I know I say that a lot, but I, I feel like some of our guys have been making some good moves recently. And, um, you know, looking back on it, I probably said the same thing when John Brooks moved to Benfica yeah. <laughs> back then as I'm saying this. But and obviously that did not work out. But because that did not work out, Trevor, uh, I think this is a good move for John Brooks, of course, because as we know, it, it has not worked out there in Benfica in Portugal for John Brooks, just not getting the playing time that all of us want wanted him to get there and so i think moving back to the bundesliga and hoffenheim i think that's a great fit for him a league where he's had success before a league where he knows how to play well in Mm -hmm. Uh, i think that's a really good thing and yeah i think the profile for john brooks uh his you know chance of getting back into this roster um and getting back you know sort of to the top of the pool uh Again, Trevor, I don't exactly know what happened with him and Greg that has caused this whole fallout over the past few years. But with Greg looking on his way out, there looks to be a prime opportunity for John Brooks now, especially if this move does work out for him. Uh, What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, so you talk about some of the positives, and I I totally respect that. I think when you look at Brooks himself, he's going to benefit from this move. 
But I'm going to argue against it benefiting the USMNT as much as many people might think. And that's because there's another American at Hoffenheim. In fact, there's another American center back at Hoffenheim. And that's Justin Che. Now, Che recently was called up to the senior team. And by recently, I mean, I think this week. And now they sign another center back in his position. So for me, it's it's a little bit of a questionable one because it's going to take away minutes from him if Brooks comes off the bench. And if Brooks is a starter, I mean, it could it could push Che further down the bench. But there is another scenario here, and that is Che could move position. I have been an advocate for a while of Che being better at right back than center back. I've never seen him as a reliable center back. He is too aggressive and ambitious. Two words that are great for a center back, but not great when you're positionally ambitious. Because we've seen what can happen when you have a guy like Tyler Adams, for example, who's not even a center back, too far up the field. It can burn you. When your center back is doing that, it can be a real problem. So I don't think he is the disciplined right now to play center back. And honestly, I don't think it fits his strengths very well. So I think maybe this Brooks move is a good thing because it pushes Che out wide or could even move him up into the attack. And that would be a bold change, but I think it fits his profile really well. There was a goal he scored the other day from a center back position where he effectively ran the length of the entire pitch and scored a Leroy Sané-esque goal. And it kind of tells you, okay, maybe this kid's got more to him than just a rock at the back because he's he's a speedster. So this Hoffenheim move is very interesting on a lot of different levels. And the iceberg goes below just what you can see on the surface. So I think that's a really, really interesting one. And uh, we were talking a little bit about Greg potentially leaving and some guys returning to the team. Well, the Brooks one is great. But but I think we also need to bring up uh, another player that eh, may not be getting a Christmas card from Greg Berhalter next year. And that's <laughs> Gio Reyna. <laughs> Because Reyna recently has had two, not one, but two game winners late in and has shown that clutch factor that I think everyone that's watched him knew he had, but he just didn't get a chance to exhibit in the World Cup, unfortunately. And a lot of the conversation hasn't been around the goals. And the first goal, make no mistake, was close to world class. I wouldn't quite call it that, but I would say it was it was on the fringe nice of it. It was, it was nice really one. nice. And yet all of the discussion was around his celebration. And to me that kind of I don't know, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I'm not going to pretend like he just got that discussion because he's American and because no other team has ever done that. There's a guy named Mario Balotelli who has also had quite a bit of discourse around his celebrations in the past. So I, I think that this is common you know, fodder when it comes to media. But I just kind of found it interesting how Reyna is the one being talked about constantly, but not for the goal he scored, but more for the celebration he had. What are your thoughts on the celebration? And what are your thoughts on 
Should the media focus on that? Should they just focus on the goal? What is the role of, of our media? And what is the role of the fandom? You know, when, when we look at the body of work that Gio Reyna has put together in the last couple of weeks. Man, Trevor, what a loaded question. I like that. And great point on Justin Che, by the way, going back to that real quick. But man, where to start with that, Trevor? You know, I think, first of all, Trevor, the media, you know, that's just what they do. And I think when we were talking with TAC a few weeks ago, the whole Gio Reyna, Claudio, Danielle Reyna, Greg Berhalter situation, it's really become a soap opera. And, you know, the media just feeds into that. They love that kind of stuff because it gets clicks. It gets views. Yeah. Um, everyone's talking about it as we're talking about it now. And so, yeah, I'm not surprised that the celebration uh, became a big thing uh, out of that. And, you know, Trevor, I mean, maybe G, that's what Gio Reyna wanted. Uh, it sort <laughs> well, of he did four like, you know, celebrations out of it. So ex- exactly. it wasn't one. He went he went all. Exactly, man. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so I think the role of the media, you know, they they love this stuff. They eat it up. They're going to propagate it and spread it around as much as they can and take as much as they can from out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, how You know, how much the fan base and the media should put weight on the celebration versus the goal. You know, I think I think you make a good point where I think we should be looking uh, at the contributions that Gio Reyna has been making, too. And, you know, Trevor, I'm starting to wonder is this controversy going to end up sort of being the catapult of geo starting to really start to go up and reach his full potential be, that we all be. think he has because it's starting to look like it man because you know he came off the bench in that first game and you know goes on scores the game-winning goal gets another game-winning goal today so it's starting to look like and we know you know geo Quite, I think we both agree. Probably has the highest potential of any player in the pool right now. Oh, not oh, not probably. Oh, definitely. He does. Yeah, he does. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And so, I don't know, Trevor. I, I was thinking about this earlier today. Uh, just you know, sort of summarizing this whole drama. I'm really hoping in a few years we look at back at this whole situation and just laugh because, guys, yeah. I you know I still yeah. see people sort of criticizing Geo, and that's fine. You know, his parents they obviously messed up a ton. It sounds mm-hmm. like Gio had some attitude issues. Yep. Um, he did, but he didn't commit a crime. He didn't do no. anything really no. bad to anyone. Like no. it just sounded like he was immature. His parents were very, very immature. So I don't know. From my perspective, man, it's you know, it's about uh, we're playing football slash soccer. Like that's what these guys are being called up to do. And as long as you know they aren't doing highness things or i mean you know really immoral things which i don't geo hasn't done anything immoral out of this you know it's, it's some bad looks but he hasn't done anything immoral so i'm saying man let's just put this behind us let's just move on try our best to again it's going to be hard like you said with the media they're going to keep on bringing it up but as a fan base hopefully maybe we can just move behind this uh hopefully bring a new manager in and just sort of move forward, and hopefully Geo continues that ascent to his potential that we know he has. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I think, um, yeah, it's important to distance Geo Reyna from his parents, and mm-hmm. it's tough to do sometimes because, yes, they are part of the same family, but again, you're right. Geo himself did nothing wrong, and he really could have that traditional chip on his shoulder going into the rest of this season and maybe his career. So for me, 
I don't see this as a bad thing. I think we might be getting villain arc from Gio Reyna, and I am I'm I am here for it. I am here for it. Yes, sir. The reign of Reyna has begun. I like that. The reign of Reyna. <laughs> That's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah, but but I've I've kind of driven this conversation to start with. I'm curious from your end of things, Blake. Uh, do you have any questions or uh, prompts from the last couple of weeks that you've uh, noticed or been wondering about? Trevor, I've got a few, my man. And mm. the first one I want to bring up is Weston McKinney. And Trevor, I'm not going to lie about, you know, at this point, I think it was only like 48, 50 hours ago, uh, Weston McKinney was was rumored to be making a big move to Arsenal and mm-hmm. me and my U.S. Arsenal fan self was just <laughs> like, you know, I was looking up jerseys and everything getting ready getting ready to buy one don't and, buy the party and, balloons just yet <laughs> getting excited about uh uh you know Wes joining that midfield and I think at first um I, I really you know address it super quick because as we'll talk about in a second it looks like that's not going to go through but I think it would have been a good move for Wes. Uh, it wouldn't have been a perfect one. I'll be the first to admit that. The playing time, he would have been behind Granite Xhaka and Thomas Party. But I think he would have been right there behind those two guys. And let's face it, um, they're doing phenomenal this season. And I hope they keep on doing phenomenal for Arsenal's sake. But Granite Xhaka has had a little bit of disciplinary issues in the past and getting some red cards. And Thomas Party, unfortunately, has had some injury issues. So yep. there could have been a route into the team for West there. But as it looks like that is not going to happen, I won't harp on that for too long. But um, yeah, man, I wanted to ask you, Trevor, what are your thoughts on Weston McKinney making a big three? What do you know? Big three. We aren't talking about the NBA here. But we're talking about the <laughs> three of leads um well what are your thoughts on that man because i think that's an incredibly interesting move that looks like it looked like looks like it might be coming to fruition here yeah so so the, the latest that i've heard is there's about a seven million dollar difference uh between the valuations of leads and juventus and seven million for when you're talking 28 versus 35 million that is not an unassailable gap right there that can be done and I think it might be. And, you know, the first thing that I looked at and was genuinely worried about, Blake, was how are the fans going to take this? Are they just going to say, oh, my God. So now you get us an American manager who's tanking us. Uh, Aronson's done nothing. Adams has, you know, he's done great, but but he's just made up for the other Americans. And now you're going to try to bring in another American. He's going to automatically be terrible. I was worried about that because it's very easy for a fan base to start jumping to these nationalistic conclusions. But they didn't. And that was fantastic. Looking at the Leeds comments, uh, looking at some of the bigger Leeds influencers, discussing this sort of thing. It was all positive. They were focusing on West's strengths and kind of trying to discuss where he'd fit in the lineup. Because make no mistake, if he comes over for 28 to 35 million, anywhere in that range, he will be treated as a starter. And rightfully so at that point. So I really like this move because, you know, I was talking about it today on my Twitter. Um, I think the importance of chemistry matters more than 
you know, just on your ultimate team, effectively, (laughs) (laughs) you know, team chemistry really matters. And when you have two players who start next to each other in the midfield, pretty much every single game already for country, I have to believe that will have positive dividends for club going forward. So I see this move and I'm going to be honest. I understand that it is not an Arsenal level club, which uh, I hate to say it, but I have to, (laughs) I have to, Um, but, but it's, it's not a a club of, of that magnitude or level that Wes is now considering. But I also think if you're going to go to a club that is lower table or lower half of the table, um, it should probably be the Prem if you're going to do that. Mm-hmm. Because it's clear the Premier League, I mean, if you look at the spending numbers, I think they're up to four or five hundred million. Yes. Versus La Liga is, I think, still second. And they've spent 35 million throughout the entire, entire La Liga league. 35 million. I mean that's that's MLS numbers right there. Just mm-hmm. being completely honest, mm-hmm. and it's concerning because it's turning the Premier League into the Super League. I was just thinking that, man. And, and you, know. It, you know, so for West to move to Leeds, if they stay up, that's not necessarily a bad thing for him to be in a quote unquote not top six club because for national team he will be playing against guys and clubs every single week that are competitive and force him to grow or die as a player. And that's, you know, that's what it comes down to. It's adapt or die when you go to Europe in general, but specifically if you want to grow your game. So those are my thoughts on Wes. I I think it's a good move. I think the chemistry is there um, with the other players, the other Americans, obviously, but just the, you know, just Adams alone, I think, is a, a massive, massive combination there that could really work. And I think that he provides a heading presence that Leeds could also use. Yeah, they have some decent center backs for heading. But wouldn't it be nice if instead of just relying on your center backs, who, by the way, don't get back in transition, that's why Leeds gives up an insane amount of goals. <laughs> Um, you could actually rely on a midfielder that doesn't need to track back nearly as much. So I like this move. It's not as flashy as you might think, but for me, I'm I'm a fan of it. What do you think? Bro, I, I agree, Trevor. As, as sad as the Arsenal fan in me is, the, uh, the USMNT fan in me is still very happy about <laughs> this move. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a great point about his heading ability because, boy, Leeds could use something more in the final third man <laughs> no lie been struggling with that recently uh so you know I, i'm not gonna come in and say wes is gonna be a you know a be all cure all to those issues because i don't think he's you know being brought in to completely do that but i think they could use pretty much anything new that they could bring in bring in there to help them at least a little bit so i think his heading ability would be very welcome 
to them in the final third. Mm-hmm. And yeah, man, I, uh, Trevor, I think I told you about this last year. So I, uh, I got FIFA 22 a little bit late in the game last summer, uh, <laughs> yeah. after the, uh, the Brendan Aronson, uh, Tyler Adams moves over to Leeds. And I, uh, you know, I put together this, uh, this manager mode where I signed like pretty much every USMNT player and put them on leads, <laughs> uh, which I think I've seen that. in Twitter. Exactly. Yeah. I think a lot yeah. of us have done it. And <laughs> like, guys, like, Jesse Marsh is like freaking doing this, man. Like this, it seems it's like what he's doing. Like I, I sort of love it. Like I mean, you know, if if all three of those guys are starting, which you know, you, you mentioned John Brooks cutting to Justin Shea's minutes, and um, I know Wes and Brendan are typically yeah not different the, positions. There I know are they are formations where they could cut and do each exa- other. I've heard some people yes. bring some Leeds fans to bring that up a little bit, yep. and having Wes a little bit further up the pitch. So it is something to consider. But, but man, if all three of those guys are out there at once, Trevor, you know that's over a quarter of the field. <laughs> that's on crazy. Wes and T players with an American <laughs> manager. Like I'm just excited for that, man. But oh yeah, yeah I think you made good points too as to the merits of the move for Wes himself. Uh, I think the chemistry that he'll already have with Brendan and Tyler, Tyler especially, you know, growing up with him and coming through uh, the youth system and everything, I, I think that'll serve him well. We talked last week, uh, last week, a couple of weeks ago, whenever we did, about how he has some strengths that I think would fit well in the PL game. And yeah, I'm sort of with you, man. Just the quality of the Premier League and playing Premier League matches. Uh, so it, as long as they stay up, um, which I know is, was sort of what you were pivoting your argument on. As long as they stay up, I think mm-hmm. this is a good move. He's still going to get lots of game time. And I'll close it out. Again, the Arsenal fan in me um, is sad, but we'll admit that I, you know, I mentioned Jaka and Party, uh, but you know, as long as they keep on doing what they're doing and stay healthy, the minutes would likely become in Europa League for Weston. So it will be yep. good for him to be get consistent playing time. But yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, I, I think. There, there are some advantages if he were to go to Arsenal for sure, but uh, but he would really have to fight for minutes yeah, or hope for injuries. I mean, that that's yep. that's his way in if he was to have one. So exactly, and then even Zinchenko too. Hey, you know, he can move up in the midfield during games. If one of them gets injured, who's to say they don't move Zinchenko into the midfield and bring that Tierney in a left back? And Zinchenko so. can play in the midfield. He can, actually. and yeah. he's played well this year too. So, yep. Yeah, so may- maybe it's for the best if he yep. doesn't go there. Um, but we'll we'll just have to see at this point. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I wanted to kind of shift a little bit uh, and and ask about because you know uh, for those of you listening, we recorded this on Wednesday night, uh, and that means the USMNT game is in a couple hours here. Um, but I wanted to kind of get your sense, Blake, on some players that you're excited to see in this January camp. Now, obviously, I will qualify this with really the results here don't matter because it's not going to be against the highest level competition. It's not going to be with, you know, players that potentially are our best 11. You know, it's it's not going to have that, but it's still got some pretty good players. So take it away. Yeah, Trevor, man, I think that's a great point. I don't know how much we can take away from this camp. But yeah, I saw some people talking about it too. Like, I don't think there's no downside to this camp at all. There's no downside to it. Like these guys are getting experience with each other and like it or not, you know, some of these guys are almost certainly going to be part of uh, this future cycle. 
So it, it, it's there's nothing that's bad that's going to come out of this camp. It might not be that telling. Uh, who knows how effective and helpful it will be long term, but it's definitely not a bad thing. I think there will at least be some benefit out of it. And Trevor, I think this roster, I don't think we can ask really for much of a better roster with no. the player pool that we had. Like, I, I'm pretty excited about a lot of these guys, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to see your guy Gaga uh in yes, Chelsea if he can get absolutely. in goal um really excited to see him I think he's got potential uh and maybe even more than potential I think he's very likely to be one of the three guys uh on the roster in 2026 I think very likely to be one of those three guys mm-hmm. uh I'm excited to see John Tolkien the Red Bulls we talked about him yeah, a little bit. yeah, yeah excited yes. to throw him in there Paxton Aronson um mm-hmm. in that big move to Frankfurt uh excited to see him and uh, see if he can sort of replicate uh, his brother's path so far and see if he can sort of rise through the uh, USMNT ranks. Uh, Alan Sonora, another good one. Yeah. Uh, yep. As he searches for a club. Um, I think I saw some stuff today potentially um, going to MLS. So this will be a good showcase for him. I think, you know, we talk about um, how there might not be a whole lot to take from this. But for guys like Alan Sonora, there definitely is a lot. Yeah. He's sort of yeah. showcasing those. Sean Johnson, too, if he gets in there, doesn't have a club right now. So 100%. Yep. And then um, I'll close it out before uh, throwing it back to you, Trevor. Yeah, don't take all of my some. players. No, I'm going to do <laughs> I'm gonna do one who, you, who I think you aren't going to pick. Um, okay, all right. But maybe not. I'm excited to see Matthew Hoppy back in a U.S. shirt. Man. Oh, all right. yeah, I know he's been struggling at Middlesbrough. He's mainly just been playing with their youth team. Yeah. Uh, but I loved his Gold Cup run a few uh, years ago. I'm still um, optimistic about his long term future. Mm-hmm. He might also require a move back to MLS at some point to just get some minutes. But uh, I'm still optimistic about his future. So I'm excited to hopefully see him get some minutes too. Yeah, love that. Love that. So for me, I'm gonna. I'm gonna take it to a couple of uh, Mexican-American dual nationals that I'm really looking forward to seeing. The first one, obviously, being Zendejas. He has been crazy with America. I mean, we're talking, he's gone stupid with them. It's been amazing to watch just the last game, even, how well he played. I mean, I put it up um, on social media, but he had a goal he scored that was truly world class in terms of he hit it straight on the volley right in. So he, he's coming into this camp in screaming form. And, uh, you know, he's been with the U.S. youth national team before. People kind of forget that, but he knows most of these guys. You know, Zendejas was one of the boys when it came to, you know, Christian, Haji um Tyler all those guys they all knew each other so this this isn't you know an unfamiliar face he just went the Mexican camp route for most of his senior career up until this point so I think that he's a really exciting one to watch and we need wingers man people will say to you oh we're we're covered at winger we're stacked at winger because we've got Polisic. yeah we do and then who do we have I mean, we've got we got Wea, who currently is playing as anywhere between right wing back and left wing back, depending on uh, which way the wind blows. Um, <laughs> but for the most part, we don't have a traditional winger at all, like very, very few and not a lot that you can really get super excited about currently. Now, there are a few in development. I mean, obviously, Paredes 
and maybe Cade Cal if he takes a little bit of less emphasis on just speed and and dribbling. Um, both those guys could really contribute. But it's actually thinner than you might think positionally. So I want to see Zendejas. I want to see him do well. I want to see him continue to build confidence because I will tell you right now, Blake, this is not the last time we're going to see him. He will be probably in Nations League and also probably in Gold Cup. Um, I think he'll be in at least one of those. He may be too valuable to, to be in Gold Cup. He may just be a Nations League guy, but he will certainly see him again during the summer. I guarantee you that. Um, and then the other guy is Brandon Vasquez. Now I know he's older. I get that. You know, I think he's 24 at this point. So he's not quote unquote young at this point, but you know what he is, is a clinical goal scorer with Cincinnati. He's been outrageous and he just knows how to find the back of the net. And and that's a valuable skill. And he, uh, he went on, um, interview recently and said, he wants to move to Europe. He's he said that. He says he wants that opportunity. He's going to take it probably this year, the end of this year. So Vasquez is probably going to move to Europe and for him to do that, you know, that's going to force him to develop his game even more, which is only a good thing. But it's amazing to me that the Mexican camp and the Mexican national team never reached out. N- they never reached out to him at any point, it sounds like, to, hey, come play with us in a senior team camp. And Mexico, their strikers are all aging at this point, or they're unproven and super young. So I was very, very surprised by that, but excited to see him nonetheless. I think with the U.S., he could be another great option off the bench or, you know, maybe even as a starter if he kills it in Europe. Um as our nine and you know everyone knows we need a nine so for us i think uh seeing him is going to be really exciting and i'm i'm very looking forward to that and then one player that i don't know will get any time but i like the fact that he's being integrated so early on is jalen neal you know he's a guy that he's not gotten a lot of time with la galaxy currently but that's because of the strength of their team and the fact that um, uh, Varus, or sorry, not Varus, um, uh, Klein insists on playing veterans at that position. And I kind of get it. Center back is a more veteran position, but Neil's kind of been frozen out at this point, unfortunately. And I think that if he gets any minutes in this camp, you know, that could be a really exciting thing to see and to look at, you know, who could be up in the future. Because I'll tell you right now, if he doesn't get minutes in the next year or two, Jalen Neal will be on a plane to Europe. I can almost guarantee you that because he's good enough and he's got enough potential and he's got a profile athletically that it's not going to keep him buried here in a roster where he's not playing for very long. So I'm looking forward to that. I hope he gets minutes. I don't know if he will, but even just being in this camp is good for him. So those... Those are my guys. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's a great way to uh, to sum it up for this episode. Um, yeah, the game tonight should be fun. Again, not too much riding on it, but it should be good to see the guys. Um, and as you know, Tack said, um, by the way, if you are unaware what we're talking about, we had a tactical manager on our podcast. Um, so go back an episode or two and uh, listen to that. 
Um, we had a great, great interview, great conversation with him. And uh, yeah, really kind of dived into the whole Reina situation. But um, yeah, as Tack said, though, for this game, you know, grab a glass of water, grab a beer, you know, whatever you'd like to drink and uh, just sit back and watch the U.S. play and root us on with really no consequences. So that's what I'll be doing tonight. And uh, I think that's what you'll be doing as well, Blake. For sure, man. Hey, we we don't get you know in the grand scheme of things, Trevor, we really don't get that many USMNT games, man. So I'm enjoying it. Exactly, we gotta enjoy it when we can. Exactly, seize the day. Seize the exactly. day. Exactly. There you go. All right, cool. So thanks for coming on and uh, taking some time before the USMNT Trevor. play tonight, Blake. Um, yes, sir. Hey, Trevor, can I ask you one question? As a quick outro, thirty ooh, seconds. Okay. I got one last one for you. Hit me with All it. All right. It, it's. I don't even know. I don't know how far fetched this is. I don't think there are any like serious. I don't think there are serious reports on this. But thirty seconds. Give me your thoughts on the special one coaching the USMNT going forward. <laughs> oh my god, I would love Mourinho. <laughs> okay, I understand that you know he's got the reputation of not being great with youth. Uh, I don't care. He wins. He That's does, all yeah. I can say. I agree. He wins if. He plays a roster of 37-year-olds. I don't care. He wins. <laughs> exactly. That's what it comes down to for me. I love – and and the the sound bits we would get from him would just be phenomenal. I mean, oh, that – Him in the American media, man, like it would be entertainment, man. <laughs> that alone is worth it right there. <laughs> Agreed, so, man. But I don't think it will happen, unfortunately. I think this falls under the uh, USMNT soap opera of, uh, you yeah. know – it would continue the soap opera. It'd be a good. It'd be a good episode of the soap opera, though. We gotta admit that. Oh, it would. It, it would, would sort of continue it. But yeah, exactly. yeah, man. I I appreciate you, and thanks for having me on. And as always, Trevor, and thanks to the listeners. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. And uh, as we always do, I'll leave you with one simple message: keep vibing. <laughs>